WKCR HD1, WKCR.org. This is Jazz Alternatives. But tonight, you could call it Deep Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman, and that is the show that we do periodically on Mondays. And what we do, we have a guest come into the studio, often a musician of great renown and achievement. And that guest chooses a topic of deep focus and the challenge to your humble narrator is to find live unreleased recordings. And by golly, let's see if we can do this one more time. I don't know, but I'm very happy, very pleased to welcome back to WKCR guitarist, sonic architect, Ben Tyree. Hey, hey. Hoo-ha. Yeah, man. So uh, what are we talking about? What are we doing? What do we got? We are talking about... The inimitable singularity, how I described him, that was Frank Zappa. Um, for those who don't know, many who do, he was a guitarist, and some, and composer, some who are, some who are about leader. to find out. Yeah. Uh, born in 1940, died 93, and um, he was very active from the mid-60s until the early 90s. He did a ton, a ton of work. Um, it's hard to say what genre because he kind of delved into and mashed up all genres of music, really. Kind of loved destroying them, actually. Yeah. It was kind of, a, I think, a little fun. And he, he was just a, a profoundly uh, provocative and seminal and incendiary character and a virtuosic guitarist. And, yeah, just a really interesting person and, and being. Brilliant composer. Great discoverer of new talent. Uh, yeah, tons of stuff to, to sink your teeth into with Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, we have assembled some really exciting live recordings that might not be too well known. Things that have uh, turned up here in the WKCR archives. And um, one thing that caught my attention was uh, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of attention given, deservedly so, to the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Right. And Frank Zappa, when the whole music world seemed to be running down the rabbit hole of psychedelia and all that stuff, and especially in, in California where he was raised right. yeah. and yeah. based musically his whole career, mm-hmm. went completely in another direction <laughs> somewhat in another direction yes. he he really satirized and parodied you know these uh trends 
And, and you know, throughout his career, he did that. Um, so he included a lot of the uh, idiomatic sort of, uh, you know, he included a lot of that in his palette. So it was accessible to that audience, yet at the same time making fun of them. <laughs> I don't think a lot of them realized <laughs> it. And it's amazing that he was doing that not, you know, just in the mid-'70s or whatever when it was already kind of getting a little stale maybe, but like while it was happening in 66, 67, oh, yeah. 68. Yep, yep. So, uh, well, we've got this pretty exciting document. Maybe we should give the folks a little chance to hear a little bit and then come back and talk about it. Yes. There's a live recording in Toronto at the Rock Pile in 1969, May of 1969, and uh, this is, well... Tell you what, we'll let you hear some music, and then we'll come back and talk about it. And um, if you know Frank Zappa's music really well, you're going to have all the words to these songs going through your head. But there's a little surprise. Shall we? Yes. It's WKCR. The show's called Deep Focus. Ben Tyree is here, and we are deep in it exploring the music of Frank Zappa.
kept this song in concert around the class and deals with the folklore of surfers, which includes a practice known as brownie out or the brown. Brownie out is a practice whereby a young surfer boy seeking to impress the rest of the people in his peer group will turn around and get the attention of somebody he wants to impress, like you, and go, you do, and then spin around real quick and drop his pants and stick his buns out of that person. That is a brand new. And this is a song about what happened on a bus when we were going from the London airport to a hotel and somebody bet the gray-haired saxophonist monkey garden or otherwise known as a silver fox. A whole pound that he wouldn't brown on this bus. It had very big windows and everybody could see in and we could all see out. And this is the adventure. The first part is the sound of the London traffic. I'm sure you'll all recognize it because it has little horns in it.
There's some music you've never heard, a live recording of 
Frank Zappa from the WKCR Archives. The show is called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman, and I am very happy to be in the studio here with Ben Tyree, who made the call to listen to some live Frank Zappa tonight. Hey there. What do you think, Ben? Where we uh, we just took a little uh, took a little ride on the Zappa side, huh? Yeah, that was fun. I've never heard uh, a lot of that stuff. That's from I guess that first Mothers of Invention band that he had up until 69 so that we were remarking that this is right before his famous hot rats era um same year earlier in the year um so that's it's may of 1969 we're in toronto and yeah this this i think is among the very last gigs that this particular band and i we haven't told you who it is so i'll run it down for you and these are again if you are Frank Zappa, it's funny. He's the kind of artist people that know, know. And right. they know through and through. Right. And, you know, could rattle off the names of all the drummers in the various bands or That's what have you. That's not me or maybe not you either. But there are people out there. There that, are people out there. Yeah. But so these names are going to be really familiar to some people. And, other, and if it leaves you scratching your head, that's okay. Jimmy Carl Black. And yeah. if you know that name, you're saying to yourself, the Indian of the group. That's that how they always. His, that was his thing that he would <laughs> that's say, what right? They always say, Jimmy yeah. Carl Black, the Indian of the group on drums and vocals, Don Preston, keyboards and electronics, Roy Estrada on bass and vocals, including, including the uh, vocal soliloquy. He would a lot of shows. He would have Zappa would kind of do these almost spontaneous conduction things, and Roy Estrada was known. You know, they 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 had a lot of doo-wop in their repertoire. Yeah, like Zappa yeah, yeah, yeah. loved doo-wop, and in fact. Um, Earlier in his career, he was kind of really steeped in that. And um, so Roy Estrada was the guy in the band that could sing the really high falsetto uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they would, like, he'll just, you know, have Roy doing this, like, falsetto doo-wop uh, soliloquy. Or, like, there we heard him doing, like, a pseudo-operatic kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. Uh, moving on, Buzz Gardner on trumpet, Bunk Gardner on the woodwinds, Motorhead Sherwood. Plays baritone saxophone listed here as Euclid James Sherwood. Right. Uh, Arthur Dyer Tripp III on drums. Now, he was in uh, Beefheart, one of the early Beefheart bands, wasn't he? Yeah, there's right? a bunch of uh, overlap there for sure. Ian Underwood, a familiar name to Zappa fans on woodwinds and keyboards. Very interesting appearance here, and it's kind of a thing of legend among fans of this guy. Lowell George. Mm. Playing uh, playing guitar, and he's especially known. You'll hear him on slide guitar in particular. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would leave the band. Uh, this was the last show that he did. This was the very last set that he played with Frank Zappa. He later went on to start uh, the band Little Feet mm. and died very young. But he's he's another guitar hero up there for a lot of people. As is, I think uh, Roy Estrada went on to play with Little Feet too. If memory serves, I'm going to look that up, and but okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, there's some little feet Zappa connections there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Frank Zappa, uh, who had that guitar solo we heard in the last set, and um, yeah, these guys. I mean, just this is 1969. Um, if you got uh, absorbed in any of the um, Woodstock music, I mean, I tend to think of that period you have a big range of bands and some great artists but there's a scope here right and a 
base of knowledge and of curiosity and exploration that's wholly its own. Yes, yes. It's it's kind of all over the place, yet it fits so tightly together, right? You know, there's like obviously orchestral horn arrangements. He was very intent on being like sort of like a 20th century classical composer, you know, very influenced by Edgar Varese and uh, Stravinsky and people like that. And um, There's that famous uh, video of him on black and white TV. It does not look like the makings of a rock star. It's he's. Are you talking about the Steve Allen yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. He's like playing a uh, bicycle wheel. Yeah, yeah, and it's he looks like really nerdy, and he's into his right. And so then he's just into like you know absurd kind of found object type of sound making, and then you know he used obviously rock and roll as another tool, and and doo wop and jazz and just anything. I mean, nothing was off limits for him. Uh, but but in these recordings in particular, you can hear sort of these these lushly arranged horn arrangements, you know, that for sure come from his interest in uh in orchestral in orchestral works. He was also notorious for elaborate rehearsals before tour. Right. I think they said like it was a forty hour a week job. Yeah, I mean often I, I read an interview with the the I forget his name, but he played bass on on Hot Rats. And he was more kind of just like a, a groove, but like R&B bassist. And he just said, so this stuff was just so hard that I was losing sleep. And I couldn't I couldn't deal with two-hour-a-night sleeping, you know, so I had to quit the band. So people were quitting his band because it was just too much work. And then he also, <laughs> as the years went on, he was also known, it's funny, uh, in this context, might be more used to hearing me talk about Art Blakey always finding, you know, the up-and-coming cats. Mm. But... Zappa was known for that and launched a lot of careers. And I think part of the reason was it's like, well, these guys right. don't know any better than to just play till their fingers bleed. Well, we're going to hear some of that in the, the, the you know, some of the later stuff we're going to play. Uh, in, most notably, George Duke, because I, yeah. I think that was one of George Duke's first big gigs with, was with Zappa. And he, you know, we can talk about that later or now or whatever, but... Um, yeah, Chester Thompson, yeah. too, who yeah. was on that yeah. session, who went on to do a ton of huge things. And uh, I think that was, was definitely his first gig on that level. Mm. And right. he's driving that band. Great drummer. Still a great drummer. We've got some some of the George Duke period coming up. Oh, later, yeah. I think. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a prominent in it. But, um, yeah, and a lot of this stuff was I'm, I love the fact that there's all this instrumental thing going on, and I don't know if uh, that was a choice because somebody lost their voice or it was just something Zappa wanted to do, but you're hearing you're hearing songs that you might know as vocal features that are lushly arranged. Right, like Let's Make the Water Turn Black, <laughs> which Mitch was mouthing the, the <laughs> lyrics, every single lyric he knew. And, you know, we heard the instrumental version. Which um, I've heard a couple of those, but what was the the, the, the I'm not going to repeat version that. with vocals is on. Uh, we're only in it for the money. I think we're only in it for the money is where yeah. that one came from. That one and and I mean some of these. That's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> Frank Zappa as a lyricist. Right. There are some really dark yeah. and bizarre. It's pretty out there. It's pretty out there. But also clearly satirizing and parroting yeah. phenomena which yeah. he was 
clearly observing and and sort of digesting yeah as also as tools for his art you know which is what makes it kind of interesting one of these things was uh that's really cool instrumental track that you just heard and the words to it are about very closely observed story of these two teenage boys and the odd things they get up to in the garage when they're home alone all day right and in the California suburbs that Frank Zappa knew so well. Right, right, yeah. So I'm here with Ben Tyree. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. And Ben, you are a uh, plectrist. Yes. And uh, as is Mr. Zappa. Yes. Is there some, um, would you want to talk about his guitar playing or its influence on you or anything there to uncover? Well, he definitely had an influence on me in a lot of ways, namely, you know, his guitar playing, um, especially later on when he really kind of uh, came out as a virtuosic guitar player, which you really see hot rats on, um, you know, where you have these like long extended improvisational pieces um, that are very sort of jazz influenced, but uh, my particular history, being influenced by Zappa, um, you know, I'm younger than most Zappa uh, aficionados. I was born in 1980, so I'm 39. But uh, I just happened to catch his last tour when I was eight years old, and my mom and her boyfriend at the time in Washington D.C. just one night. I think he engineered the night to move towards the theater where he was going to be playing. And, hey, let's go see Zappa, my treat. And so we went. And it was really bonkers. It was really out there. I didn't know what to make of it at all. Um, I didn't do my homework that night. My mom sent me to school with a note explaining why I couldn't do my homework because I, I was seeing Frank Zappa. And she laughed and read it out loud. And I remember everybody kind of just laughing at me. And I'm thinking... Why am I why am I putting up with this for this Frank Zappa guy? Who is this guy? And you, so you didn't have to be eight years old <laughs> to get get a head scratching response to that either. Right. Anyway, um, I didn't think much of it until uh, I mean I have some clear memories of it. But then uh, fast forward to I guess about twelve years old, and uh, my mother's second husband was a musician, a drummer, and he had like a pretty extensive vinyl collection. He was way into Zappa. And so I'd be over there hanging out, and I would, you know, put on, started putting on these Zappa LPs, um, and really just being like, "Wow, this is really interesting." I think Hot Rats was the first LP I listened to, and um, you know, I was immediately taken by the adventurousness and the, the lushly arranged uh, orchestration, and um, and then the guitar playing. Yeah, so. Uh, it's interesting because as a guitar player, he's we. I'm influenced by him, but we also share influences, right? So he was very into, um, as a player and as an improviser, very into Coltrane, and very into blues, and very into even uh, Indian raga music. He got into that. It all kind of fed his uh, his creative juices, and so. And you hear he he. He grew so much over the years. You don't hear it so much here, but the later stuff, we might hear some of this. He's doing stuff in his soloing with crazy time signatures. Right, and right. Yeah, yeah. Very advanced uh, 
Yeah. And so, you know, he was an early influence on me and he continues to be. It's like he's like the gift that keeps giving. It's like no matter how deeply you dive into the Zappa universe, there's always more and more and more to uncover because he was so prolific. And I mean, he you know, we were saying on the while we were listening to the tracks, he did something like 112 half of which were released after his death, but like 112 studio albums of his music, not to mention live recordings and people he produced. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and it's not like he just tossed them off either. There are a lot of those are very yeah. belabored yes. studio works. Yes, yes, Composed, rehearsed. Yeah, yeah. So he he's an inspiration in a lot of ways, you know. We are listening to this live set from Toronto, May of 1969. Should we jump back in there? Sure. Uh, a pound for a brown? Is that where we left off? I think so. All right. All right. All right. The show's deep focus. Ben Tyree is here. And uh, music of Frank Zappa on WKCR.
can't possibly appeal to everyone. Some of you are terribly sophisticated, and it's very difficult for us to uh, you know, make you laugh, because after all, if you laugh,
don't don't get mad at me. That's the way it ends. That one rolls right out there. A recording from the WKCR archives. Frank Zappa, and I don't think we've said this yet. Maybe we have. Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, which was the name of the band at that right, time. Right, right. Recorded at the Rock Pile in Toronto, Canada. The late set, May 24th, 1969. And, well, let me just uh, set the scene for you a little bit. You're listening to WKCR-FM New York. WKCR HD1, WKCR.org, 89.9 FM, maybe. Remember FM radio? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus. And what we do when we do one of these Deep Focus shows, we invite a guest into the studio, and that guest chooses a topic, and we go diving into the WKCR archives and find live, unreleased recordings of this artist. Very happy to have Ben Tyree with us tonight. All right. All right. Happy to be here. <laughs> and Ben put in a call for an artist. To my dumb amazement, no one has called before. And that is? Frank Zappa. And that's what we're listening to. So that yeah. was Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, 1969. Once again, give you the uh, name of the names of the musicians. Don Preston, keyboards and electronics. Roy Estrada on the bass and vocals. Buzz Gardner, trumpet. Bunk Gardner, woodwinds. Motorhead Sherwood, baritone saxophone. Art Tripp Third on the drums. Ian Underwood, woodwinds and keyboards. Lowell George on the guitar. And Frank Zappa also playing most of the guitar and vocals. You forgot Jimmy Carl Black. Jimmy Duh. Carl Black on drums. Jimmy Carl Black. Yeah. How could I? How could I do that? So, what 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 happened there? What was that last set all about? That last couple of few tunes we heard. Well, the recording is definitely a bit uh, <laughs> a bit dodgy at, at times. However, um, but it's a, a we significant... did get a pretty cool uh, version of Colony Vegetable, which is yes. one of my favorites. Yes. Um, and then we ended with Trouble Every Day, which I was commenting is like one of his few non-tongue-in-cheek serious social yeah. commentary songs. It was from the first record, Freak Out. And it was about the Watts riots in L.A. in 1965. Which had just happened. And I, had, I pulled up the lyrics because we were trying to see if we could make it out. And eventually they, they did get to, you know, the first verse of the song. But it's like a lot of it is still applicable to this day you know and we we're talking about how a lot of these themes of of his work are still applicable today so uh that's a song worth you know googling and and checking out the studio version for sure and you know he he performed this well up until the last tour so it was obviously a, of import to him and if you've ever known someone who went around doing that rutabaga chant and you didn't know where it came from now we have answered that question for you right and that, that's also that's from one of the studio records right yeah you know these little vignettes right yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the, in zappa's work just kind of pops up all over the place and it's like you never know like you could say well that's from this but also that and this you know who else could have said colony vegetable and the chances are good right that the vegetable will respond to you. Yeah. 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 And he proved it. Mm-hmm. Ben Tyree. Yes. How do people keep up with all the cool, interesting, globe-trotting things that you're doing on any... That I'm doing? Yeah. Well, you can check out my website. It's bentyree.net. 
That's B-E-N-T-Y-R-E-E. I encourage people to check out my YouTube page, which is YouTube backslash Ben Tyree. There's a lot of cool videos from a bunch of my projects and other things I'm involved in. Um, so, yeah, those are probably the go-to links on the interwebs. Any stuff coming up you want to let the folks know about in particular? Yeah, well, um, I've got this new trio with Leon Gruenbaum on keys and Chris Edelton, and we're, um, you know, we're getting together and working on music, and so far we've only done a couple gigs so far this year, and we're looking for for any and every opportunity to play this music. Um, and it's kind of a continuation of some of my earlier trios that I had uh, earlier in the decade. Um, and then I'm with Burnt Sugar a lot. We're you and Leon Grunbaum Leon and Chris Edelton. Well. Yeah, and Chris Edelton, yeah. Um, and we're celebrating our 20th year this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I've only been in the band 13 years, but that's still, you know, more than half. <laughs> that counts. That yeah. Counts. And so uh, we've been really, really active all year. We just, we did a run at San Francisco Jazz in July, and um, we're doing Afropunk this coming weekend, Sunday. That's a big gig. And then we're going to Sardinia a few days later to do the Sardinia Jazz Fest on August 31st and September 1st. Yeah, so that's like the immediate stuff coming up cool cool yeah ben tyree b-e-n-t-y-r-e-e tyree dot com dot net dot net dot net yes dot net <laughs> n-e-t yeah so 1969 frank zappa i kind of couched it as a a wildly divergent path from the uh woodstock that we've been hearing about the last few days right I believe they were invited. I believe Zappa and the Mothers of Invention were invited to play Woodstock, and they declined. He declined. Hmm. Now Do we, we know can why? somebody can check on that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think he's just like nah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it was too much trouble. I have no idea. Who knows? Maybe they had another date already in Europe. Who knows? There were periods of time when he was camped out in New York. Yeah. Well, he was he, he was there most of '67 because they had that residency at what was it the Garrick Theater yeah. in the in, in the, the village. village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really the only time he like like yeah. properly lived in New York. I guess that wasn't really concurrent with this stuff. Right. But this is the same period. This is a couple months before that. So 50 years and a few months ago from right now is the uh, that set that we just heard. So. We've got another great set for you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this one. Well, why don't you paint the picture for us a little so bit? This so is, this is from 73. So this has uh, not the very next band that he did from, from the 69 period, but uh, you know maybe an, an in, third or f- second or third incarnation of that uh, second Mothers of Invention. So this is after he got George Duke on board. I think this was the last tour that... When they were called the Mothers of Invention. Okay. I, th- I think. Yeah, so we've, he's, George Duke is on this, and, uh, and Ruth Underwood, who is an amazing uh, a vibraphonist. Yeah. I and mean, she is just phenomenal. And she was married to uh, Ian Underwood, and she's a New Yorker who actually came upon Zappa at the Garrick Theater. Oh, no kidding. She just happened upon the Garrick Theater, went in, and thought, this is bonkers. I want to be in this band. Wow. But I don't think she really got involved until the early 70s. Wow. Yeah. And she's she's one of my favorites. And she is such an important part of the sound of this band at this time. Yeah. I mean. And she could just like do anything yeah. on that instrument. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah, she's very, very disciplined. I mean, those parts are so deliberately articulated. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. So, so her and George Duke for, in this particular band. I mean, you have uh, Napoleon Murphy Brock, who he's still around. He was um, actually touring with. Do uh, you know this group, Project Object? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I saw him What's a couple a times. Zappa. Project Object. And um, also with Ike Willis, who yeah. was in some of the 80s. He was at the, the, the 88 gig that I saw. Um, so Napoleon Murphy Brock is on tenor sax and vocals. Tom Fowler on bass. George Duke keys, vocals. George Duke, I'm guessing this audience, he's probably the person that you guys are most familiar with. But if you're not, he went on to become a very accomplished jazz and pop instrumentalist yeah, keyboard player yeah. and uh, always very sophisticated with uh, electronics yes but yeah at heart a pianist mm-hmm. yeah so this this is exciting chester thompson drums I, I gotta call out chester thompson because listening to the drumming on this set compared to that last set and i'm not breaking on jimmy carl black mm-hmm. but there's a whole other order of ambition and uh language yeah and that sure i think zappa was and feel yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he he really felt he admittedly constrained by that first band up up to that point you know and um you know we were talking that that next band in 70 where he brought in ainsley dunbar who was like a sick amazing phenomenal drummer and uh you know everything and 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 on flow at eddie yeah who were in the turtles yeah um and that's when they really just his his creativity really, in my opinion, started to really take flight and explode. And um, yeah, he was really looking for more like more of an R and B kind of funk pocket, you know, drummers and musicians that were just more versatile. It could kind of, you know, when called upon, reference anything and play any kind of way and feel. So that's what he got from seventy on. Well, this is a great night. They're in Austin, Texas. Austin is always the, the Austin gig. Certain, right? There's certain cities. Austin has a vibe, right? Austin has a vibe. <laughs> you look at you get a, you're going out on tour. Right. You get a tour schedule. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. Like, oh, okay, we got a gig in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. we got. Yeah. Oh, we're in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a big one, right? Austin is one of those. You get yeah. great audiences. People are love to. And they keep you on your toes when yeah. you play in Austin. That's one <laughs> That's of the right. like, and New Orleans and Amsterdam. You know, yeah. all the, every every city mentioned there. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of those nights. A great night, and uh, they're playing a cool venue called the Armadillo World Headquarters, nice. which was it was an old armory nice. that was uh, around in these years. And uh, yeah, we just happened to catch them, and it's a good recording of a fantastic band on a great night. So, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Music from Frank Zappa. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman here with Ben Tyree. And uh, music of Frank Zappa on WKCR. Okay, the name of our first song for tonight, folks, is 
Cosmic Debris. You're with me on Deep Focus. This one, you just heard part one of three parts of this one from August 19th, 2019. Yes, the music of Frank Zappa and my guest. I spelled it in there. I'll say it again. Ben Tyree. Ben is, calls himself the Sonic Architect. A very apt description. He could do anything with a guitar. Just about. Well, I don't know. There's some stuff that Frank Zappa does. I should, I should bite my tongue when I say that. But Ben Tyree can do just about anything he wants to do. Guy's got a whole lot of music in him. Check him out. And uh, check out parts two and three coming up here on the Deep Focus podcast. I hope you have uh, put your little uh, couple shekels in the pot. No, we don't want any money from you. But I will ask you, since you like the show, just let some people know. Tell some friends, some of your music-loving buds. And um, you know what else would be a big help is to like us on your podcasting app, whichever one you're listening on. Give us the five stars or whatever, and that will help people who don't know about the show find it. You'd be amazed. It really it makes a tremendous difference. You'll make a tremendous difference. What is the one thing that you can have and give away and still have it? Well, that works with love and it works with a cold and it works with deep focus. You can have it and give it away. It's a gift, a little sonic gift. All right, see you over at part two. Uh, if you haven't, um, if you want to find more of these shows, I hope they're on your whatever app you're using, Apple Music or whatever. I think we're on most of them. Um, you can always find everything is up at uh, mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And, 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 and. Uh, we recently added a search bar. You can go to my website, mitchgoldman.com. Look at About Deep Focus and you'll see a Google search bar. You put in any search terms. If there's an old show that you want to hear again or something like that, and it'll show up, and you can find it that way. And you can also email us. It's deepfocusnow, deepfocusnow at gmail.com, deepfocusnow at gmail.com. Okay, all right, see you over at part two. It's a cool one, huh? <laughs> 